Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. Now I'm going to be completely honest with you, I haven't done a huge amount of prep uh, for this video, but I'm hoping that the buzz of Ronaldo uh, carries us through. So let's make this an interactive one. If you've got questions, if you've got queries, if you've got dilemmas about whether to wildcard or not, stick them in the chat. Let's get a discussion going, see what happens. I mean, it's huge news, isn't it? Like We've known about it now for a few days, but it's still taking me quite a while to get my head around it, that the fact that Ronaldo uh, is back in the league. It's amazing for the Premier League. Uh, it's amazing for Man United. And to be honest, I think it's amazing for FPL because it's all a bit boring at the moment. Everyone's got similar teams. And this is going to shake things up. And I think they've nailed the price. I think 12.5 is right for him. I think, you know, if he'd come in less than Bruno, it would have been... Um, a bit stupid. I think if he'd come in sort of less than Salah and, and stuff, it would have been too cheap. I think 12.5 really, really gives us an option and someone to think about. And the fact that it's Newcastle at home in the first week uh, of him in the league, where he's potentially got the biggest chance to get goals out of kind of the fixtures United have got over the first six, seven weeks, is massive. So, you know, I'm already, I think he's already had about 80,000 transfers in. Uh, and it's only been about half an hour since since his price got unveiled. His price is locked, so we haven't got to worry about that. But we're going to see a hell of a lot of people shifting Fernandez over to Ronaldo. We're going to see a lot of wild cards played. We're going to see minus eights, minus fours. People who've got Kane as a placeholder are probably going to be moving him on. So yeah, loads and loads and loads to think about. Greenwood as well. What happens to Greenwood? He's going to be up on the right now. Does that make him less of an option? Cavani looks like he's sticking around. Yeah, it's it's exciting. And Sancho, don't forget Sancho. I mean, you know, 9.3, he's gone down to now. Um, so he's significantly cheaper than, than Ronaldo. We're expecting Ronaldo to take pens. A few people asking that already in the chat. I can't see any way Ronaldo doesn't take pens in that team. I think he's he's taken and scored the most in Europe or, or, or something like that. Hasn't got as good a conversion rate as Fernandes, but obviously Fernandes has taken a lot less. So... I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a no-brainer there that he, he gets them. People are saying I'm lagging, so I I don't know why. I'm on an Ethernet connection and I've got nothing open. So, yeah, I don't know why I'm lagging, but yeah, hopefully you can hear me. Uh, so let's go into some stats, first of all. Uh, this was the bit of prep that I did for this. Uh, so I've basically just compared Ronaldo to some of the other premiums um, that we've got in the league. And also I stopped Messi in there as well as a bit of a bit of a control group, you know, for the, for the elite level players. 
So in 2021, Ronaldo got 29 goals, Juventus, just two assists. So he's a goal machine, not an assist machine. Uh, we compare that to Lukaku, who got 24 goals, 10 assists. Fernandez, 18 goals, 14 assists. Kane, 23 goals, but 14 assists. Uh, Salah, 22 goals and six assists. Messi, 30 goals uh, is the best with 11 assists as well. If we have a look at some of the um, expected goals metrics, so for per 90, so Messi leads the way with shots per 90. He has 5.57 shots um, a a match. Uh, Ronaldo's there with 4.87, which is higher than any other premium um, in the league. And Lukaku is bottom. So he has the least shots out of all these players. Uh, even Fernandes has more, which I was quite surprised at. Kane's up there with 3.95 um, as the second best. Uh, non-penalty expected goals. Ronaldo's is the highest, 0.62. Lukaku's not bad, 0.59, just under him. Uh, Messi's 0.55. Kane, 0.54. Uh, Salah, 0.47, which is quite low. And then Fernandes is just way down, 0.26. So if you're looking for goals... It's Ronaldo and Lukaku that this that this tells me. Uh, Kane's up there as well, but they're the two that are kind of the front runners. Salah's surprisingly low um, on this metric. It kind of indicates that he's well, well, not necessarily getting the best chances, and and you know he's having to kind of create some stuff for himself, um, which is interesting. Uh, non-penalty expected assists. Ronaldo's bottom of this. 0.10. I mean, if you look at basically, if you're looking for Ronaldo to chip in with some assists, he's not going to get him. <laughs> he's he's just purely all about the goals. Uh, Fernandez is 0.35, which is the highest of this list, and Messi with 0.34. So these are the kind of like the best creators in Europe, really. Um, Lukaku at 0.24 is higher than Kane, which I found quite quite surprising. So you know, Kane won the most assists in the league, but actually Lukaku in in Syria, um, you know, had had more more expected um, assists than him. If we look at the, the, the final metric, which is them combined, so this is kind of your fantasy football bread and butter, non-penalty expected goals plus non-penalty expected assists. Um, Lukaku comes out highest of the players in the league uh, at 0.83, trailing Messi at 0.89. Kane is there with 0.77. His assist potential is, is what's bringing him up. But, I mean, Ronaldo there with 0.72, it's, it's, it's just pure goals, right? It's just, you know, there, there's a slight... There's a slight increase based on the assists, but he's just the player that's just going to only only look to score. And my first thoughts on this table are if he's taking the most shots by a comfortable margin per 90 out of all the premiums in the league, and he's going to be getting sort of, you know, good quality chances from the creativity he's got around him with Pogba, with Bruno, with Sancho, with Greenwood, you know, this is a bit like a Lukaku signing. It's a bit like a, a signing that's fitting a, a, a need that United have, have got. And I don't know if it's, if it's as perfect a signing as Lukaku, because Lukaku can come in and he can bring other players into the game. So he's going to make Havertz a better player, Werner a better player, Pulisic, whoever he's playing around with. But Ronaldo is just going to be that focal point. He's just going to be, he's going to monopolize the goals for United. I, I, you know, we, we're talking about other options, you know, that, and maybe sharing options that United have got around other players in the team. I just can't see it. I think Ronaldo is just going to be the absolute central figure of everything that United create and, and do. And he's going to be the man that, that benefits from it. So my only signs when I saw this were I need to get him in. And that is pretty much what I'm doing. Uh, I think Lukaku is, is a great option. I do think for sort of a million less 
we might be seeing some switches towards from Ronaldo to Lukaku or the um you know or or the or the double up with them but i think early on with Lukaku with the fixtures that he's got at the moment i think you got to get him i think you've got to get ronaldo i really do i think fernandez is done i think fernandez is going to be off pens and the stats here aren't as good as as the options around him I mean, 0.61 for a, for a 12 million forward. Again, though, it's surprising to see Salah so low on this, like with 0.66. Because when you look at Kane with 0.77, Lukaku with 0.83, and Ronaldo, it's quite a sort of a significant jump between them. So no one's talking about losing Salah, but, you know, everyone's talking about losing Fernandez. I think, again, though, the fixtures are so good for Liverpool, carrying on, then... I, you know, I don't, I don't think we can, we can, we can sell Salah at the moment. But I think we're all going to be. I think it's very, very likely that we're all going to have <clears throat> Ronaldo and Lukaku in our teams. And if that means going with Salah or without Salah, that's going to be the key decision that a lot of people have to make. Do you go with the three premiums or do you do you risk it? Uh, right. Let's take some questions from the chat. So, do I think he'll start? Yes. <laughs> it's the first games at Old Trafford. Um, you know, their striking options aren't amazing. They've got Cavani, who, who's, who's kind of barely played. He's going to be off on... on um, inter- he's on international duty, but I think he's, he's not playing in one of the games that, that's red-listed, something like that. Um, so he, he's going to be around, but I wonder how much of an input he's going to have. It could be Greenwood up front again, but they're still missing Rashford, and they've sold Dan James now. So I think it's going to be all about getting Ronaldo in that side as, as quickly as possible and trying to get that chemistry between, you know, Fernandez, between Sancho, um, between Pogba as well. Because Pogba's going to love playing with Ronaldo because Solskjaer's going to have to just give him some some freedom just, just to go and, and create. And, and this is it. it ge- gearing everything up towards towards Ronaldo. So, yeah, I think he's going to start. He's... um OK, he's, Cavani's not going for his national duty. That's fine. So he won't have played then for... for like what a month, two months, something like that. There's no way he's going to start at, at Old Trafford. It's the fact that it's it's this first game against Newcastle. It is just it is just I, I can't see any way in which Ronaldo doesn't start that game and he doesn't score. Because how are they going to be able to live with him? He's going to be off on international duty, Ronaldo. So he's going to be getting the minutes in. There's a few questions around. Um, you know, is it going to take a bit of time for? for United to learn how to play to his strengths. But it's not difficult, is it, to play to Ronaldo's strengths? Give the ball to him, watch him score. He's like, he's the best player in the world, even at 36. And we've seen with Ibrahimovic, you know, Ibrahimovic was, was 36, I think, when he when he joined United. And he was on course to get 20 goals in his first season before the injury kind of scuppered it. So, yeah, very interesting. Um, Tom asks, what do you think about Ronaldo's score highly for bonus points? Well, bonus, the bonus point system favours goals for forwards. So I definitely think, you know, Ronaldo's not going to need much to, to to hit those bonus points. If he's, if he's getting a goal a game, for example, he's going to be way up there. Is it, like, is, How many dispossessions is he going to get? I mean, you've got, you, you'd obviously lose the bonus points for um, shots off target and he's going to be taking a lot of shots. But... I think given that he's going to be central to scoring the goals United going forward, I think I think he is going to do well um, on it. Uh, yes, sir. Aman says boring. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's not easy with these solo streams. 
I realise I'm kind of waffling on a bit, but that's you know, so why I'm trying to make it a bit uh, interactive. Uh, Billy G, Greenwood's appeal has totally diminished now. I don't, I don't know if it's totally diminished. I mean, you've got to think long term, what's going to happen when Rashford's back in the side? Because surely the strongest front four now is Ronaldo with Rashford, with Fernandes and Sancho. Um, I mean, Sancho can play on the left as well, and he was actually better for... Uh, you know, for kind of expected goals and assists when he was playing on the left, which means Greenwood could play on the right and Rashford misses out. But there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of rotation going around. I mean, with Pogba as well, Pogba is not good at playing in central midfield. Like, we've learned that. So when McTominay's back, are we going to see Pogba push back up to, to left winger again? And then you've got Sancho, Rashford and Greenwood potentially fighting it out for, for those those two spots. So there's a lot of rotation there. I think United are going to score a bucket load of goals uh, this year. And I think for now, I think if you're if we're losing faith in Fernandez being an option, and I, I think Fernandez is going to continue to do all right. He's he's not just a he's not just a penalty merchant. I don't think his role in the team is going to change massively. He's still going to be, you know, getting forward. He's still going to be creating lots of chances. I don't think he's going to be someone who suddenly doesn't hit, you know, two hundred points. He, he should still make that. But for tw- for twelve million, there is that risk now that he doesn't do that, and I think that's why you've got to move. You've got to move fairly quickly, and I think if you've got the money in the bank to do it, I think even for a hit, I think moving Fernandez out personally to to Ronaldo is the play. If we get indication from Solskjaer that, that Ronaldo is is going to start, uh, I did see a question about that as well. Yes, um, I mean, the, I mean, there is there is a risk with with Solskjaer, right? Because he he spent a long time getting um, Sancho, um, you know, up to speed. It took two weeks before he he finally came into it. Varane as well. Uh, he was sort of a week until until he came into the team. So there 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 has been a bit of a slow burn with introduction of some of these players. But I don't think they, he he'll do that with with Ronaldo. He's gonna want to he's want he's gonna want to get him in the team as 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 quickly as he can. Um, so he's he's just going to come straight in. I mean, what what a signing! Like it, I can't stress enough. It really is a hell of a signing for for Manu um, to get that level of of striker um, up front uh, with the stuff they've got. Uh, a few people asking about Ronaldo price rises. He's taking in a lot of new owners, but his price is locked. So I I don't think his price can go up until um, after the deadline. So I don't think we have to worry um, about that for now. Lukaku was locked, for example, when he signed. He didn't go up for a week, despite getting a lot of new owners. He's now approaching a, a price rise uh, as well. It's, if you're using any of the price rise like sites, it's a little bit all over the place at the moment because there's so many wild cards being played. Um, I think Simicast was due to go down last night, but didn't and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're pretty safe with, with Ronaldo not going up. It's just some of the other options going up. So if you're, if you're downgrading to the likes of Torres, for example, or Ben Rama, or any of these guys that you you know you need the funds pull the funds out of like someone like Bruno for, you need to make sure that you know you're not going to lose. If if you bought Bruno for twelve one for example, I'd be amazed if he didn't go down in price uh, over the international break. So let's just take a little look at my team. So this is this is the team I've got at the moment. Um, I haven't taken any hits yet. I've got Sanchez and Golden Foster, Veltman, Trent, Simicast, Sufal, Livramento. Not the most awe-inspiring defence, but I was quite happy in a way because I, I was going to move up to Regulon 
Instead, I moved down to Livramento. That's actually given me more money now, which makes it easier for me to get Ronaldo sort of going forward. Um, we've got Grealish in midfield, Gilmore, Salah, Fernandez, Benrahma, and then Tony Ings and Antonio. So my kind of obvious moves here, which I was thinking were just Fernandez and Tony out uh, for Torres and Ronaldo. Which, oops, not Martial, God, no. Which gives me that. So not point two in the bank. Two City midfielders. Yeah, sorry, Mark, going in for Torres. Uh, and then Ronaldo coming in. Um, I could wildcard it. Uh, like Martin Boyle says, I could, you know, I've, I've, I have got some other options to get rid of here. I've got Simicas, I've got Veltman, Sanchez, who I'm not too happy with, Ings as well, with, with difficult fixtures to come. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's not perfect, but it never is, is it? Unless you're unless you're kind of wildcarding it. And I'm not sure it, it needs a wildcard when I can get Ronaldo in a in a minus four. Um, if I was wildcarding, for example, I'd probably drop quite a few of these guys. So there, there, there. Uh, I'd probably be bringing in the likes of Calvert-Lewin. Um, I mean, uh, Wolves, for example, with uh, Traore is an option as well. And then maybe even going double Wolves, maybe Star and Goal. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the issue with all this, though, and the issue with wildcarding at this kind of stage is what do we do with Chelsea? Right, because Chelsea in game week seven, I've got Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, so we can get away with it. I mean, Aston Villa at home is is a great fixture for for Lukaku this week. There's there's going to be no Martinez, Mings might be out. They've got issues, and you'd expect uh, Lukaku to to bully that defense. So if you're wildcarding, do you go with both? <laughs> do you go with a Salah, Ronaldo, and Lukaku? kind of triple up it means you've got a you've got a massively downgrade you know some some of your options here and you're going to need a 4.5 i mean i'd be amazed if i could even make this team with with trent for example i probably can't so you're going to be looking at, at getting the likes of uh i mean you could go down to someone like diaz for example who's, who's looking pretty good um you could ground just trying to think of some i mean one one player who does interest me is Semedo, uh 4.9 then you've got 3.8. See, it's difficult. It's really tricky to, to find a way to fit these to fit these three in. I mean, I haven't exactly got the most expensive options anywhere else. I mean, Traore's there, Torres, Ben Rama. I mean, Antonio's not going anywhere. So you're going to have to massively downgrade some of these. I mean, it probably means you're going to have to go with, with one of Semedo or, or Sufal, for example, uh, and make these both 4.5. So you could grab, I mean, the, the Norwich guy, Williams, might be a bit of a steal at four. And then you've got four, seven. So then you grab someone like, I don't know, who's the best 4.5? Uh, well, let's just go for Cody, even though he's probably not. I mean, something like something like that is what you're going to be looking at if you um, if you wildcard and get all three of these guys in. Uh, Batman in goal, Diaz, uh, Sufal, Cody, two 4 million defenders, Traore, Salah, Torres, Benrahma, Ronaldo, Lukaku, Antonio. So no Trent. I, I just can't, I can't see a way in which you can you can build this team with, with Trent. I mean, you could maybe lose Torres... And go and go Diaz to Trent. You got five point eight to spend on a mid. I mean, you could maybe get Gray, Damari Gray, something like that. So that keeps you that keeps you free premiums and Trent, and then you've got Gray in there as well. I mean, that's not a, that's not a horrible that's not a horrible team. There aren't huge problems with that. You know, you've still got Sufal in there. You've still got Trent. Cody's got a good run. Watford have got a good run. 
and you know you're kind of gambling it but you look at the structure of it you look at their midfield you've got Traore, Gray and Ben Rama I mean West Ham for example have just signed this new Croatian uh, midfielder Lingard might be coming in before the, the, the you know beginning of the, the end of the day and you can't really move away from this I mean what do you do with Damari Gray look at the midfield here you've got Gilmore who's, who's the sub option then in defence you've got Williams and Livramento are we expecting are we expecting Gray to carry on the form that he's in I'm not sure he is. I don't know if it's worth having these three premiums to sacrifice that that flexibility that you've got that you've got in midfield. So I think I think going for two premiums is is the way. And if I'm picking two premiums at the moment with the fixtures the way they are, I'm picking Ronaldo and and Salah. So this is kind of what I'm this is what I'm looking at at the moment anyway. I mean, Torres is is being bought by a lot of people. I still think he's a hell of a risk, 6%. I still think we're going to see some rotation in there and I still have the problem, you know, the, the same problems that, that we talked about on, on Black Box and they talk on the Scoutcast is, is that we're never really too sure about Pep Roulette and who's going to play. So, you know, this if you are going with these kind of premium options and you're sticking with, with some of these players, it does seem like having a decent bench is is fairly sensible. And I think we've got lucky in the sense that we've got these four million, you know, defenders kind of there that we can that we can look at to. So, yeah, interesting, very interesting. We're gonna see we're gonna see lots of of changes in in people's squads. We're gonna see lots of people going with the three premiums. We're gonna see people going with two, and if people are going with two, it means you know the likes of Kane, Lukaku, Ronaldo. Which ones you kind of go for? So, yeah, I think it's I think it's great for for FPL. Um, that this has happened and this move has, has, has gone through. So, yeah, really interesting. Um, right, questions. Let's have a look. What are people saying in the chat? Yeah, so what do you all reckon? So out of the teams that I've shown, what do you reckon compared to, you know, having three premiums and having that lack of flexibility, but having those three brilliant options? Only captain one a week, of course. Um, or do you all prefer kind of two? Uh, Daniel asked, what would Mark do? Well, Mark's, Mark's got Lukaku now in place. So... He's got he's got three, so he's got Lukaku, Salah, and Fernandez. I mean, he could potentially start thinking about how he could move Fernandez on for Ronaldo, but it means he's going to end up with another five-five midfielder. He's going to end up with Gray, Mbomo, and um, Ben Rama and Saar. He's going to have four, six million or less midfielders, which I don't know. I don't know if, if I'd, I'd want to commit to that. So I, I don't think Mark is, is going to move. Is going to move for Ronaldo. I think he's going to he's going to hold off on him and, and wait to see. I think he's going to. Um, I think he'll sell. I think think he'll sell Fernandez. I think he might move down to to, to Greenwood or someone like that. Uh, so yeah, we will we will see. But it's it's a very interesting one this week because I mean Salah's got Leeds, which isn't a bad game for Liverpool. Leeds don't exactly look great defensively. Ronaldo's got Newcastle at home and Lukaku's got Villa at home. So we're going to see lots of different different options going on there. I mean, Kane, Kane's got Palace. So there's going to be people who've bought in Kane, hoping for returns in that Watford game, looking to move him on for Ronaldo. And they're going to sell him, be selling him for an away game at Palace. Really, really tricky. Um, yeah, so Richard Saunders-Irving asks, keep Kane for Crystal Palace or straight swap to Ronaldo. It's a, it's a really difficult choice. It's a really, really difficult choice, I think. I think, I think you've probably bought Kane intending to move him on. And you've kind of got ahead of, of the crowd by having that option to be able to do that quite comfortably. So I would still do it. Again, this is the this the, the caveat here is unless Ole says, oh, Ronaldo needs another week or something like that, which I don't think he, he happens, which happens. But 
you know, assuming Ronaldo comes straight in. So yeah, I, I think I think you still do it. Um, and yeah, and, and and what you just hope that, that Kane doesn't. Do it. I mean, Kane, you know, another booking. He, apparently, he looks sharp. I haven't actually seen the highlights of it, but I had a friend who went to the game. Says he looks sharp, touches good, you know, but just isn't really getting into those kind of dangerous areas yet. And we're going to see Ronaldo um, doing that. Um, nuclear atoms. As you're really going to keep Grealish, Gilmore, Tony, Sufal, Veltman. Well, no, I'm not going to keep Tony. Tony's Tony's going to go for Ronaldo, which is a bit of an upgrade. Sufal, nothing wrong with Sufal. I thought he's he's been good, been attacking well. Um, I think we might even see a shift in in West Ham's tactics to to wing to a wing back formation, which pushes him even further up the pitch. Grealish, eight millions, quite a lot, but he hasn't been disaster. Goal and assist in his first three. Uh, Southampton at home to come, so I'm not too fussed with with keeping him. Gilmore was just a four point five mid. Don't really care about him. Uh, Veltman should come back in the team. I'm not entirely convinced it does need a it does need a wild card, which is probably famous last words. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um, Kenny Diak, everyone's getting overexcited. Wait a week and see how good Ronaldo looks. Imagine Ronaldo blanks. Well, this is it, right? This is the problem. Because Ronaldo's fixtures are Newcastle at home, West Ham away, Villa at home, Everton at home. So there is first four. So if you wait a week, you're going into a game against West Ham away. Which, I mean, I don't. I still don't fully trust West Ham's defence. But it's not, you know, it's not the best fixture ever. But then Aston Villa at home as well. Villa have been leaky lately, but you're going to want him for that. Everton at home is, again, well, Everton are actually posting some decent defensive numbers. So I think if you don't get him for game week four, you don't get him. I think if, I think if you don't get him now, you, you just ride it out. And you just say, OK, around game week seven, I'm going to want to get Lukaku in anyway. And I'm going to make do with, with the players that I've got at my disposal. So I think I honestly think if you're going to move for Ronaldo now, you move for him for Newcastle home or you hold off and wait for Lukaku and Gaming 7 or you you know we get both. Personally, I think I think the biggest potential for Ronaldo points is is in game week 4. I mean, if you have a look at Salah for example, so Salah's fixtures Leeds, Palace, Brentford. I mean, you know, you're talking about Ronaldo as, as, of course, he can score against anyone. That's 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 not in doubt. But you're you're trying to maximise the points that you're going to get from from these from these captaincy options. And Salah is an elite player, right? He's 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 not. If Ronaldo's coming in as as the best player in the world, but Salah is he's going to be fighting this out with Salah as the, as the best player in the league and the best fantasy option in the league as well. So Salah with Crystal Palace at home and then Brentford away, and then he goes into City at home. So I mean that Lukaku game in in seven is 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 amazing. Because it's um, it's Southampton at home, isn't it? Southampton at home in seven, whereas and Salah's got City and and um, United have got Everton. So it just shows that how how good Lukaku is is for that match. But I think if you don't get Ronaldo in for this first game, you can give the captaincy to Salah in game weeks five and six, and you can hope that Ronaldo doesn't go too mad in those matches. You can't have them all. You 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 know you've got to, you've got to plan out your strategy and a little plug for the. Um, for the uh, transfer planner on Fantasy Football Scout, if you remember, uh, sign up, plug your team into that, try some teams with Ronaldo, try some teams without, and just see how you look for the games going forward. Because if you're not planning on captioning Ronaldo, you know, over those weeks, you are going to give the armband to Salah. Do you need to be tearing your team up, um, you know, after this week? 
really, really tough. It's really interesting. I can't, I can't wait to see people's teams going into, you know, coming in after the national international break. So we're going, I think we're finally going to start seeing some real differences. You know, we're going to have people holding on to Fernandez, for example. I mean, he's got fifty percent plus ownership, and you know, if you're not moving for Ronaldo, you're going to be moving Fernandez out before Newcastle at home. Is there anyone in the chat who's going to be moving Fernandez out and not going to be getting Ronaldo? Because I'd be really interested to know what you're doing with that. Are you moving for Greenwood? You're moving for Torres. You're moving for someone else. Because that's a hell of a gamble, right? It's a hell of a gamble moving, moving Bruno. He's, he's going to be one of those highly captured players um, in the game. You know how I feel about EO. Well, you know, always, always, always a risk. Uh, and you should definitely base your decisions on it. But yeah, it's it is interesting. Yeah, and, and Zach Nugent asked in the chat, Son, what about Son? What does Son fit feature into all this? You know, we we finally got some options around um, which which make this game more interesting. Uh, I think. Uh, right, I'm gonna take a couple more questions. Lots of people asking about minus eight. Yeah, I mean a minus eight. I think you can do a minus eight. I think a minus eight and not what you know a minus eight to sort your team out and it means that you can save the wild card. Isn't the end of the world. I think once you go into minus twelve territory, that's when you're making like pretty major surgery in um, for your team. So. If you do a minus eight and the players you're bringing in are all substantial upgrades on the ones you've got, then I think you can get away with it. And I think Simicast is interesting because I think we're going to start seeing some minus eights, um, especially if Jota is is going to be starting with Firmino injured. We don't know we don't know the, the results of that scan yet that Firmino's had. But if Firmino is going to be out for a few months and Jota's going to have that, I think that's going to be the trigger that, that a lot of people do because you're not going to want to hold Salah, Trent, and Simicas, if Jota's going to be starting, because at seven six, he's going to be an absolute bargain. So, yeah, and and Ryan Squires asked Torres or Jota. It all depends on Firmino. If Firmino is out, I think Jota is the best sort of sub eight million option there is, because the fixtures they've got with Palace at home and then Brentford, you're not going to get any better than that if if he's going to be guaranteed to start. So, you go you go Jota for me. Um, you know, Torres has got. Uh, he's got Leicester this week and then Southampton at home and then two quite tricky fixtures where Liverpool could just be cleaning up the points. Um, Flynn asks, is this my wildcard team? That's very kind of you. No, it's not. This is actually just my team with a minus four. Uh, my wildcard team would be quite different. I've, I don't think Greenish would quite make the cut. Um, I think that's pretty much it. AJ asks, Creswell and Semedo for attacking cheaper defenders to free up the funds from Trent at quickly or get priced out. Attacking cheaper defenders, though, I mean, are there is there a is there a better sort of cheap defender attacking defender than Samedo at the moment at four point nine? I mean, four point five. You're looking at what Veltman. You're looking at White. You're looking at Eiling. If you're going down to four, you're looking at Liveramento, Williams. There isn't a huge amount of value, I don't think, in 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 these in the, in the kind of the four point five bracket, which is why I've got Veltman. I'm not massively panicking about it. Because I think when he comes back into the team, he's going to be a fairly solid option there. So I guess if you need the money, you downgrade to these guys. But you can't be expecting many attacking returns. I'm not expecting attacking returns from Liveramento and Beltman. I'm hoping for the old clean sheet. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and, and actually Nico KVL um, asked again about Shaw. So, you know, a lot of people are going to are going to be having quite expensive um, defense defences. Because you're going to have Trent, you're going to have Shaw... And then, well, maybe a couple of four point fives and a four. So, is everyone just losing faith in Shaw now? I mean, they were shaky as hell against Wolves. Hmm. So, 
Do you keep him? I think we're going to see, we're going to start seeing fire sales of a lot of popular players. Um, and especially like, you know, players like Harvey Barnes, for example, are just going to absolutely plummet. So if you've still got them in your team, you need to get, you need to get rid of them. And you've got the likes of Traore uh, there, who I think we can jump on. Jimenez is someone that really interests me as well, who I think is going to go massively up, um, overlooked. I mean, he's, he's looked, his stats are fantastic. The fixtures are amazing. His shots on target are unbelievably bad. Like he, he needs to sort his, his, you know, his accuracy out. But he's got the platform and the fixtures to do that. So I'm tipping him to do well. Um, a few people mentioned Marcel as well, 4.5 wing back too. I guess we did see Says play on that side a little bit, which is a bit of a concern. Uh, but yeah, I like, I like Marcel as well. I think if you, you can need that point four, you can save that. Um, going over some Adam as long as you've got a, a bit of a bench. Um, yeah, uh, Martin Elmas, do we think attacking returns for defence are overrated in FPL? Better to bank on clean sheets of Rudiger slash DS. Well, the perfect combination is both, isn't it? I mean, you know, a lot of the time you're, you're paying 0.5 for some some potential. Um, you know, like Chilwell, if he was starting, for example, versus Rudiger. I think, obviously, he's worth the money. You pay that 0.5 and you've got a player who's capable of getting the crosses in and stuff. Diaz is great because his, his centre-back partner's always going to be a risk. We never really know if it's going to be Laporte or Shaw. Cancelo kind of comes in and out. Uh, never really hit the hit the standards as, a, as an FPL prospect, really. And then the left side's even worse. Inchenko there. Mendy's obviously not in the picture anymore. Um, so I really do like Diaz. But I think where you can, you, you spend the money and you, and you do get a bit of an attacking option. But we're seeing now, especially if you're moving to three premiums, you're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to... You, you need to focus on the best players you can get for around 4.5, maybe going up to 5. As much as I don't particularly rate Semedo, I think he probably is the best option at 4.9. Uh, you know, and you can move Shaw to him, uh, save yourself 0.6, and, you know, hopefully get some points attacking-wise and from the fixtures they got. Uh, I kind of am just waffling now, so I'm going to end it there. Uh, hopefully that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, really interesting to know what, what everyone does. Uh, you know, if you're in the comments, like, let me know what your what your plans are. Whether you're going to be taking hits, whether you're going to be wildcarding, whether you've planned early and got in the likes of Kane, so you can move to Ronaldo. Really, really just know what you're you're going to be doing. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll see you all again uh, next week, and we can chat a bit more about uh, you know how your teams are shaping up and, and <laughs> where Ronaldo features. So thanks a lot, guys. And-